When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Collins II, and with me, as always, is... Sesame, learn to pronounce foreign language words correctly when you're doing a TV show that's easily accessible when you just read a dictionary or you listen to how someone says a word and then you repeat that word on film uh, in Carta. That's a very weird name, man. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You that probably... one cost me about a thousand bucks right there. Yeah. So that reminds me, folks, before we get started, make sure you uh, subscribe to the show, share it with your friends, check out our key public. Um, also our Patreon, you know, it'll help us out. And then, you know, I mean, honestly, all of our budget is just going to, to, to Sesame changing his name every week. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's a good cause though. You know, you could donate to some charity or something, or you can donate. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> to us for me to change my name yeah yes. and, uh, i'm pretty much keeping the name change business afloat just with me doing it you know yeah they started a whole there, there, there's a there's a whole department just called the sesame department yeah and um goes down there and they're like hey how's it going and they don't know what to call him because he changes his name so much the, yeah the the sesame department needs some seed money um to help you know get mm-hmm. it sesame seed. yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I see where you're going with that. Yep. Uh, you, yeah, you see where I'm going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like putting something on top of a bun. It's right in my face, man. Um. Yep. Anyways, the uh, whole thing. Okay, so today on the show, because we're 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 uh, venturing around the world here because uh, we're not currently covering many American productions due to the writers' strike and the actor strike. Be sure to check out our show notes. There's a way to donate to help out people that are involved in the in the uh, industries that aren't able to like afford groceries or rent or things of that nature too. So that's a very important charity to donate to. Almost as important as Sesame changing his name every week. Yeah, like, yeah. Why as important, but almost up to us. <laughs> Anywho, um, today on the show we're just gonna cut. Co- we're covering a random episode of the long running. British uh, sitcom called Terry and June. A um, little bit of history behind this show um, that starred Terry Scott and June Whitfield as the titular Terry and June. Um, they uh, The show came about after the cancellation of a show called Happy Ever After, which starred uh, Terry and June both as characters named Terry and June who were married. And living <laughs> living in a suburb. Um, basically, uh, so Terry Terry Scott and June Whitfield began their television partnership in Scott On, which was a uh, variety show that uh, Terry Scott did um, on uh, May seventh of nineteen seventy four. A comedy playhouse pilot called Happy Ever After aired on BBC One, with Scott and Whitfield playing Terry and June Fletcher, a middle-class couple whose grown-up children have left home. This was uh, commissioned into a series of the same name and five uh, series, as they call them in Great Britain, instead of seasons, and two Christmas specials were broadcast, ending um, on the 25th of April, 1979. Um, John T. Chapman, one of the original writers, said, 
that the program had run out of ideas and had to come to an end. Um, BBC Comedy, however, were unwilling to end a popular show and so uh, brought in fresh new writers. Um, legal complications uh, came into play, and that meant that the setting had to change. And so on October 24th of 1979, so just a few months later, uh, Terry and June was born. Basically, they played the same characters. However, some other characters of the show were dropped. Um, um, and uh, their last name was changed from, what was that? What did I just say? Fletcher? Yeah, I think so. Um, to Medford, but they were basically playing the same characters, just <laughs> different, different setting. Like they were in a different suburban town, and yeah, that's about it. Yeah, but it was like basically this the 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 comic you know duo of these two, and they were the center of the humor of the show. So right, yeah. Oh, and then the only thing I can think about like in American television history about that is like the like. The stars of the Cosby Show later on went to being Cosby as husband and wife, but they were completely different characters, though. Right, and it was a few years later and stuff. So, yeah, um, yep, yeah. So, anywho, okay, um, this episode that we are covering is from series eight, episode three. It aired on September twenty first, nineteen eighty five and was called One Arabian Night. Hey. 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 So as you can guess, there's probably a lot of racism in this episode. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, wait. No. no. <laughs> um, so it's, um, it was directed by Martin Shardlow, and written by Colin um, Bostwick-Smith, one of the few episodes not written by the main creator of the show. So, so. <laughs> anyways, um, we have a guest, but we, we have co-stars of a, Sir, of a character named Sir Dennis Hodge, played by Reginald March, and um, there's the uh, main guest star, um, black actor Derek Griffiths, Griffiths, I'm sorry, as Prince Abdul Aziz. He's a he was a British like uh I looked him up. Um, he is a uh, he was known primarily as like a children's television host in in England. Huh. Yeah, he's still alive. He's seventy seven. Um, yeah, he, uh, basically did like television shows where he, they, they would show like cartoons and he would introduce them and stuff. Um, he also, uh, originated the role of Lumiere in the West End production of, um, Disney's Beauty and the Beast stage show. So, yeah. Pretty, you know, good actor from what there's, this is rating here. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. So anyways, um, this episode yeah, was very interesting. It was. Um, Informative. Yes. So what happened, what was your initial thoughts here after watching it first? Uh, you know, every time I watch something British, I always feel like a little bit sophisticated. And so I kind of <laughs> had that, I kind of had that feeling afterwards. Like even even, even like when you watch Benny Hill? Well, no. Not <laughs> no, I was never much of a Benny Hill. Well, I, was, I wasn't I was a Hiller, you know, or a Benny, or Benny, or I don't know what, what you call it. Um, a a Bennyist or, or a Hillist. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that usually when that came on at night, um, I got upset because, like, I only had like three channels on the TV because we didn't have cable. And sometimes I would come on late at night and I would be upset because like usually whatever was on before it was better. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. I just, I had that kind of humor. I just, mm-hmm. and like oh, they would yeah. play on comedy central sometimes. And, uh, yeah. just, eh, I don't know, not my thing. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know, it was, it was decent. Uh, it was kind of funny. Um, you know, I might, I might go back and, 
check out some because I think on YouTube, I think they have a lot of yeah. There's a lot of the episodes of this show, yeah. so you know, I might I might check it out and see how it is. I mean, I will uh, I will tell you that Terry and uh, and June both are great comic actors. Yeah, but um, yeah, kind of remind me of like a uh, I don't know, like a like a little bit older, but like uh, and British. Uh, version of like King of Queens or something, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uh, but yeah, overall, I mean, yeah, overall, I thought it was pretty decent. I thought it was it was funny. You know, it took a few minutes to kind of get going. I thought, but you know, after about I don't know five minutes or so, you know, the, I think the episode kind of got into its stride, and it was, um, you know, I I enjoyed it. So yeah. Okay. So yeah. Besides all the racism and uh, <laughs> and bigotry <laughs> and uh, stuff like that, it was a decent episode. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of yeah, a lot of that uh, kind of peppered through or throughout. <laughs> <laughs> kind of more than peppered, more like uh, more, more, more more like um, slathered on like. Uh, like 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 uh, <laughs> jam on your toast that you're having with your English tea, yeah, your English breakfast, yeah. Um, uh, say what you want about British food, by the way, and yes, mm-hmm. I, I know there's like this meme going around where British food is terrible, and yeah, there is some mm-hmm. stuff that's pretty gross, but like an English breakfast is yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got you got some you got some of those fried potatoes, you got some bacon, some sausage, you got some toast. I mean, that's, I mean, come on, like, how is that a bad thing? I mean, uh, I, I mean, it's probably more filling than my, uh, than, than the bowl of, uh, of, um, of Count Chocula I had this morning for breakfast. Yeah. You just got more protein. I mean, I'm kind of make myself hungry now. I might need to make some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what happens in this episode, says me? Um, well, the, uh, the, you know, the sesame, the, the bun, um, we'll, we'll say that's my new nickname. Call myself the bun. Let's just give me your nickname now. It's like, yo, what's up, bun? The bun or sesame, the bun, the bun or, or the seed. Uh, you can start calling me the seed, the seed yeah. man. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'll workshop it. I'll, 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 I'll call, I'll call, I'll come, I'm just going to call you Whopper. Yeah. Whopper. <laughs> the, the Whopper says, um, and by the way, Burger King, if you would like to sponsor our show, yeah. please let us know. Or, you know, since we're we're talking British here, Little Chef, um, if you'd like to... Is they call it Little Chef in Britain? Or no, no it's, Bur- it's Burger King over there, I think. Oh, okay. If, so if they Jeff. have any, I don't know. The No, um, Hungry Jack is what it's called in Australia. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah there used to be Burger Chef, which was another... That, 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 that was a... yeah. In a, in a future episode, we hope to like talk about like um, defunct uh, fast food restaurants. Hopefully, totally be of interest to people. But yeah, um, yeah like Burger, I'm still doing research. Sorry, go ahead with it. I was like Burger Chef was kind of something that competed with uh, Burger King back in the day. It's wow because that just that's a great name, isn't it? Burger Chef um, Versus Burger King, I think I think Burger King is better name than Burger Chef, but um, yeah, there, there are Burger Kings. I was just checking; there are Burger Kings in the UK. Okay, so, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't remember. I do watch this show, and they probably covered it on there. There's this show on YouTube that I'm going to um, shout out just because. Um, it's called uh, Food Wars. It's part of uh, um, it's part of the uh, what is it um. Shoot, um, Food Insider or something like that. Hmm. Not inside her, but inside her. Oh. <laughs> it isn't oh. like it isn't about like some random woman eating food. Um, no, it's uh, oh, or insider food. I think it is. No, it still sounds weird. Um, it, uh... <laughs> It's not food in cider either, like not in like a, yeah, like cider, like, like an apple cider or something. No, yeah, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> Gross. But but what they do is they'll 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 uh, compare American food to food from other countries. 
and okay. they, they've done all like a bunch of different British, you know, foods. Like they 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 do like McDonald's and Domino's and all these different things, and compare like the different menus from what the I, I just watched one today. They're they're doing um these like foreign exchange ones where the guy that normally does the guy from Britain who does the British British ones he comes to America and he's trying the Domino's from America while the American guy went to Britain and tried all the uh, tried all the uh, Domino stuff from Britain. So that's cool. Yeah, it's a pretty good show. Um, I re- highly recommend watching it. It's really fun. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of research on uh, Wimpy, the Wimpy's uh, fast food establishment, which still has um, some locations in in Britain, but. Its headquarters are now in South Africa. I'm not sure how that happened. I'm going to look into how that went yeah. about. But, uh, yeah, it was founded. Anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about it now. Because, uh, Stay tuned, uh, folks. We'll, uh, Sesame, yeah. Sesame will uh, pull out his bun and, uh, wait, that sounded really bad. Um, <laughs> and, uh, everything I'm saying right now sounds like somewhat sexually innuendo. Yeah. Um, but, no. Um, yeah, but- that's me pull out his butt and share the seeds of wisdom. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. No, wait. Oh, God. Oh. Okay. Uh, and anyways, what goes down yeah. in this episode of, uh, of um, yeah. Terry and June? Yeah. Um, okay, so what happens is, is um, you know, Terry's kind of like a, the like you said, the king of queens kind of bumbling husband is kind of like a cool goofball type guy or whatever and he's got this weird feud with his neighbor who's richer than they are i'm pretty sure that's probably a long-standing thing yeah uh who's he's like got he's like has like a hedging his bush to look like a peacock yeah i guess or something and they had this weird kind of innuendo joke about peacocks or whatever and then um i don't remember exactly what it was but it was kind of like a suggestive type of banter between them and then uh he goes to work he's uh his boss called sir dennis sir dennis um, and so i guess he's like an official sir a knight i guess or something and then um <clears throat> or uh i guess i don't know they, I mean, well, they probably have to probably have to watch other episodes to find out what yeah the, what the backstory of sir dennis is yeah, because they they always call him Sir Dennis. And he's like his boss at some company. I don't really know exactly what the company does. Um, and he he asked all of his other employees if they would do this thing for him, and they all said no. So then they went to Terry to be the last candidate for this uh, job, and they want um, him to basically like house um, a guy named Prince Abdulaziz. They didn't say which country he's from. I'm assuming maybe Saudi Arabia. They, or they, they said he was Arab. Yeah, they said one of the Arab states. Which yeah, to them. say which one, though. Yeah. Because to them, they think all Arabs are the same, and there's no difference and blah, 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 that whole British kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like what happens when you're an imperialist? You just assume all the conquered peoples that you've destroyed and stolen their resources from are all the same because they're just barely yeah. human beings. You're the top of the hierarchy of the human race, even though you've got the worst looking teeth out of everyone. But you're yeah, you're you're the ones that are yeah, I get you. You're the you're the supreme ones. Got it. Okay. Um literally every other race of people looks better than you do, they're more attractive. But and their food's better, but not that's okay, it's fine. It's it's so facto, we're not gonna get into that. But um anyway, so uh and and their food tastes better too. But uh and so, you know, he sorry, it's like I kinda the bun here is scattering, you know, too many seeds all over the place. Gotta, gotta stay, you know, focused here. And, um, <laughs> you know, the sesame needs to stay focused. And, um, and so he wants him, it's like, cause the prince wants to like experience like what's like a, like a typical British, you know, family or old people live basically. And, you know, everyone else said, you know, found a good excuse to get out of it, but he didn't. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'll give you five seconds to come up with an excuse. And then he's like, i come up with the perfectly cogently. And he's like, okay, your five seconds are up. And then, <laughs> and then so he's got, you know, you know, and then just, you know, of course, just all this racist stuff. Like, I, talking I, about, I, like, I did find it funny where they said, yeah, they, 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 they do not eat pork. And he's like, 
that's okay. We've got bacon. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, so where does your bacon come from? And then he mentions the like grocery store he bought it at or whatever. Yeah. It's like, that was actually kind of funny. (laughs) And that's, that's typical British kind of dry Mm. humor. You know, you see that a lot. Yeah. In other shows, but it was still funny. I mean, I I Mm. like it. I like that kind of humor. Oh, when it's done right, sometimes yeah. there are some British shows I just can't stand the humor of. I just can't. I just can't get into it. Like, like there's like people like swear it's like the funniest thing of all time, and you gotta watch this show. Like only sophisticated people who really get you know get really dry, sophisticated humor can understand this, bro. And I watch it, and I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. My like, you just you can't get it, bro, because you're not smart enough, bro. And it's just like, okay, bro, like, well, and that's the thing though. Comedy is so subjective, you know. I know. Like, I mean. People, people find Larry the Cable Guy funny. So, yep. Um, I, w- I wonder if there's a British version of Larry the Cable Guy called like I don't know, like uh, <laughs> Nigel the the, the you know, I don't know what you call it. Uh, Nigel the Internet Technician. Uh, yeah, or something like that. <laughs> or yeah, or Nigel the I can't think of it. Yeah. Oh. But uh, anyway, scratch the stupid. Political crap! I came up at the beginning. I I was just my banter is off today, but uh oh, that's fine. Yeah, and uh, so sorry, audience. I apologize for that. But um, yeah. So he, you know, lots of racism. Talked about talked about like all oh, the the Arabs. They they really want their women to be covered up, and they're super religious. And I, I noticed too. He said the Arabs. He didn't say Muslims, which that's just one religion of Arabs. But again. When you're when you're conquering people, do, you don't do they even religion. mention the word? Uh, do they mention Muslim? No, at one point, they, they one do. time they uh-huh. do. That's it. I think there's only one time that the word Muslim is said. Yeah. But yeah, before that, he was just saying the Arabs mm-hmm. in general. You know, there's Christian Arabs, there's yeah. Jewish Arabs. Although there's really not too many Jewish Arabs, but there are some. Um, there's atheist Arabs, etc. But yeah, yeah. You know, this is the 1985 British Sir Dennis. Not exactly going to be the most forward-thinking person in that, you know, era and class that he's in. And he's like, yeah, you know, they they don't they don't drink, they don't they don't um they don't eat pork, which you know the funny banter came with that. They uh they want their women covered, you know, head to toe, blah blah blah, that type of thing. Like, okay, whatever, you know. And then um, and we get you know we get to the. And Terry's like driving the dude home and he's like, you know, making these comments like, oh, you know, do you live in a small, all these houses seem really tiny or whatever. And then Terry's like, oh, well, at least we don't live in tents or whatever, you know, shit like that. And it's like, yeah, because, you know, yeah. all Arabs live in tents like it's some fucking carrot. Well, I, I do think, I mean, in, in defense of the show, I think the fact is that like Sir Dennis and Terry are both idiots. Yeah, they're kind of like, and, and, and you're and you're putting the stupidity in the idiots' hand, uh, um, mouths, which I'm fine with. But it's when you start to have the Aziz character saying things that are kind of like racist or bigoted that I kind of have issues with. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because there's like, um, uh, what was it like? Yeah, because like you know, um, yeah, you know, Prince Abdul Aziz, like he's used to living like a lavish, you know, lifestyle, right? So. He sees these small houses and he thinks like, oh, wow. And so like when they get to like Terry's actual house, he, Prince Abdul Aziz walks across the street thinking it's his neighbor's house. You know, the one with the peacock hedge or whatever, you know, uh, that's his house. And he's like, oh, this is, this is a nice small house or whatever. And it's like, this really big house, you know, and he's like, oh no, it's saying my house is actually across the street. And he's like, oh, <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I know, just sort of like downscale you know and then they got this weird thing about the oh well why is your neighbor um have um cut his bush to make it look like a camel or something like that he's like oh that's supposed to be a peacock or blah 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 you get it camel because it's arab camel yeah because there's no other, no other animals exist in the arab world other than camels even though I think camels didn't they actually come from a different part of the world to begin with, that they weren't even from Arabia. Okay, no, no matter. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that they don't. I thought I thought they were imported. But again, why would you know about that when, when you conquer all these peoples, you don't really care too much about their yeah. lives. 
in their cultures, why would you care about that? They're, they're your subjects, right? Uh, don't don't learn too much about your subjects because that would make them persons. And, you know, you don't treat persons, you don't treat people badly. You only treat people who are beneath you. There aren't really people. You can't, you got to have a strict separation between subjects and owner, okay? Can't be too close to them because then you'll like them and you'll actually want to treat them well. You can't do that. Sir Dennis said so, okay? Um, it's the rules. And um, yeah, the the, cam the camel family originally evolved in North America, so it was imported then. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, but when did they get imported? Because they had camels way back. Yeah, but I mean, like the original camels, according to this, uh, um, the camels U.S. National Park Service. Oh, oh, oh! First evolved in North America, approximately oh, okay. 40, forty-four gotcha. million years ago. So basically, but, when uh, Earth was yeah. still one place didn't have a separation, they must have migrated all the way to where Arabia is now. Yeah, I guess it's saying that they originally came from North America. Um, <clears throat> that is according to this article. In yeah, that is a, that's really super interesting. Though. Yeah, like the, 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 the entire um, Camelops species actually originated in um in North America. Um while today's camels are found throughout the desert areas of in North Africa and the Middle East, scientists believe lands west of the Mississippi River um were home to the world's very first camels. Wow. So yeah. That's really that's really cool. Yeah. Um that is like super interesting. Like um so it must have been before the um or split, you know, to different continents yeah. or whatever. Because um, I can't imagine, you know, people taking camels from North America into the Arabian Peninsula, you know, 5,000 years ago, whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of interesting because, like, I mean, probably not 5,000 years ago, but, like, uh, how, like, horses aren't really native to the United States. Right. And uh, a lot of them were brought over and then became synonymous with, uh, like, a lot of uh, native people. So, yeah, I don't know. Right, yeah, it is really interesting. I've got to look into yeah. that, too. Yeah. Stuff like that, I get really into, like, mm -hmm. I'll read, like, eight articles that I'll get into a new special interest. <laughs> but, but, um, yes. But, um, the, the, so anyway, the, the, so, yeah. like, th three days later, you're an expert on horses. He does, and I just read so much. Yeah, no, that's how my brain works sometimes. I just get in the shit and, like, stop. And then, but, um, yeah, so the dude, you know, he, like, he, like, kind of trims his Bush a little bit more to make it look, I guess, more like a peacock. Apparently, I don't know. And then, uh, and then, like, we get our first twist in the story is, oh, I guess Prince Abdulaziz isn't as religious as Sir Dennis thought he was because the first thing he wants is like a drink. And like, wait, he's not supposed to drink. That's what you know, Sir Dennis said. And then he gets, he gets, you know, changed. And he's wearing like a suit. You know, because before he was wearing like your stereotypical Arab prince kind of garb. Yeah. You know, with the with Look, the looking kind of like, like, looking kind of like, like the Iron Sheik from the WWF or something. You know. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, and then you know, of course, like he's he's very lecherous with um, Terry's wife. You know, because kind of went against the whole thing. Like, oh, he wants her covered up. No, he actually wants her to wear something skimpy because he wants to take him out to like clubs and crap like that you know throughout the night and it was kind of funny though because like you know, that was kind of like the british thing because like at first terry's like mad that you know his wife got to cover up like a traditional muslim woman or at least what they thought was a traditional muslim woman and then when you know but when abdul aziz wants her to wear something revealing he wants her to cover up more <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of like you know an interesting kind of like um you know it's funny you gotta yeah, have to explain it's, it's a different it's, it's 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 an interesting dichotomy yeah it is, it yeah is, yeah you gotta watch it yourself it's hard for me to explain mm -hmm. the nuance but it was that was kind of a funny little thing and i don't know what else happens dude i'm kind so, of so, so they, they they go out to a bar first they're at a pub and um you know before they left the the house though um you know he's drinking wine and stuff like that aziz is like you know he wasn't supposed to supposedly um and, and um he uh you know he, he wants uh he wants june to be you know skimpy clothed and um he keeps checking her out and everything um 
then uh, they get to this pub and uh, he puts a cigar out and I couldn't understand where he put the cigar out, but in something of some big, like uh, big guy playing darts. Um, and so um, Terry had been told by uh, his boss that he needs to like take uh, like if, 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 uh, if, if Abdul gets in trouble at all, he has to take, uh, <laughs> take credit for it. So he takes credit for this thing. Um, even though he was on the phone with, uh, with Sir Dennis at the point. And, and so then he gets his ear hit really hard by the guy. I don't know why his ear, but yeah. Um, so, uh, that, that happens. Um, so he takes, takes that, um, responsibility. Uh, then they end up, uh, he, um, they say, well, we should probably get out of here now, you know, because you know, the, that going on. So then, uh, Abdul Aziz decides, hey, we're going to go to a club now. So then they go to like this club because oh. he wants to, you know, he wants to pick up women. And <laughs> um, while they're at the club, first this like couple walks by and uh, Aziz like um, pinches the butt of the girl walking by. Oh. And then the boyfriend asks who did it. And Terry, of <laughs> course, says he did. So then he gets hit. Mm-hmm. And they have to leave that place, but the, or no, they don't leave that place. They're just hanging out there. But they, uh, or that was maybe before. No, that was that was at the beginning. Yeah, the, but they still hang out at the club. And at one point, and this is where it gets really kind of like uh, faded. Um, <laughs> uh, they're like joking back and forth. Uh, Terry thinks, and uh, Prince Abdul <laughs> like basically offers fifty camel, or, or, or tells uh, tells June that she's worth fifty camels, and then. June tells uh June tells Terry about this and then he offers he basically offers 50 camels to buy June. And then um he then uh Terry's like she's at least worth 100 and they're kind of like doing this like yeah like like bartering for it and uh mm-hmm. negotiation here and uh so so he so Abdul acts like oh we got a deal for 100 camels I'm going to buy your wife. But and um yeah. So yeah, <laughs> and then but Terry then stands up for his wife and for himself, and he basically says, "Like, you know, I love her. You know, um, she's I wouldn't even sell her for a million camels, you know, and stuff like that." Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, my thing is, is where are we going to keep these hundred camels, man? No, I'm joking. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like you know, I mean, technically, think about it, because like fifty camels could get you a lot of money. I mean, like you yeah. know. <laughs> Sell them. You can make you know resale value. You, can, <laughs> you know, they got significant resale value. You could you can use them for races. They got camel races. I'm, and like, I'm gonna go off on a limb here, though. Yeah, this might be a controversial statement. Yeah, I know. but you probably shouldn't sell your wife for any. No, no, that's that's not. <laughs> right. And by the way, they settled at seventy camels, so it was yeah. pretty good. Pretty good not deal, but I mean, like Terry was able to jump yeah. up from fifty to seventy. So yeah. You know, that's that shows that he's not so much of an idiot. He's a little bit intelligent. Um, you know, I'm not saying it was a good thing he did. I'm just saying that. He yeah, no, I, know. I was just joking. <laughs> yeah, he showed a little bit of an enterprising, you know, spirit or entrepreneurship. But then, yeah, this is where which which, really which, which impresses Aziz. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> he stands up to him and everything, and he basically you know realizes that he stood up to him, and this is the guy he really wanted to meet in England, and uh, so he decides that he's gonna go forward with the with the deal with the company that he was brought over for and 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 he wanted to make it clear that it wasn't because of sir dennis at all it was because of terry yes sir dennis the fuck but he said something super racist though at that point oh what did he say i couldn't remember terry you are an arab and then terry goes how dare you or something like like, wow (laughs) like what a terrible and he because he meant it as a compliment and terry's like how dare you like jesus christ like wow uh oh boy because he's like, you know, because I was even saying, like, you, you, know, I mean, you probably shouldn't take Jesus Christ's name in vain. You should probably take Muhammad. Well, it's true. Muhammad's. That was something, yeah, the whole thing with, no, that was the whole, that reminded me the whole thing with the vicar. Oh, yeah. There something. was a thing with the vicar earlier because, like, the, the vicar was visiting and they had to pretend that he wasn't a priest or whatever. And it's like, yeah, because oh, it offended because somehow somehow the existence of a, of, 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 of a Christian leader would totally offend a Muslim? I don't think that's how that works. That's, that's what got me too is like this yeah. idea of like, oh, he's a Muslim, so you can't stand. It's like okay, maybe 
in his country, which again, I never said what country it was on. Yeah. But if he was like, let's say Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I don't think there's any religious minority rights, but that's within that country. Yeah. It doesn't mean that if a Saudi Arabian person goes outside of Saudi Arabia and this just assumes that that country is going to go whatever the rules of his country like that's not a thing like you know what i mean <laughs> it's like i just i don't know it's like it's just just to assume that the existence of a priest would offend him is just kind of weird this whole episode was just full of like these what you would call like quote unquote microaggressions which mm-hmm. again 1985 you you know you kind of have to roll with the punches with a lot of these yeah. shows are like you kind of just have to find a way to like them or not like them. You don't have to like them, but like, just, I mean, I, I'm sure you know, that in American sitcoms at this time, there was something just as racist happening. Too. Probably worse actually yeah. in our country. I, I would probably think because our, our shows lacked that sort of sophistication a little mm-hmm. bit of ring shows did. Now, you know, it's changed a little bit. Yeah. You have good shows in America. But back then, most sitcoms would be like, like if this episode was aired in an American sitcom, like the whole episode would just be nothing but racist jokes, like the whole way through. Like it wouldn't even be like, uh, it wouldn't even be like a plot. It would just be like one joke after the other. Like, And the smart way, I mean, they, they almost had it, but they didn't quite get it all the way. It was the smart way of comedy. Like Kevin Smith has said that like all the dumb things he puts in the mouths of the dumb people. Right. Yeah. Like, like Jason Muse's characters and stuff, you know, in, in his movies, it's like you, you put the dumb thing. So then you're pointing out the fact that there are people like that in the world that say dumb things, but they're not the ones that are the right people. You know, it's, it's almost like going back way, way back, you know, if we, if we take a, you know, look at the history of like the Hayes code and stuff like that back in the day where the, you know, you couldn't have your protagonist, um, doing anything really bad but you could have your antagonist do the bad things you know and then that would basically point yeah. out the fact that you know smoking pot is bad because the protagonist i mean the, the antagonist was the one yeah you know so yeah that's yeah you can't yeah. have the yeah you can't have the good guy do bad things and uh but i don't know see that's the thing too it's like i'm kind of torn i you know i would have to watch the episode maybe at least one or two more times to maybe pick up on you know smaller nuances here and there because i did get the because, like, Abdul Aziz himself is kind of a, like, all, I noticed all the men are kind of idiots. The only, June seems to be the only character that's kind of got her head on straight. Yeah, and I mean, that, that was around that time, too, like, where, where that kind of thing started in uh, sitcoms. I mean, I'm I'm sure a lot of in Britain and a lot in the United States, too, where the, you got the bumbling husband and the, uh, and the smart wife who knows better than the husband, who's usually the star of the show, who you know, has a crazy scheme or, uh, right. you know, something going on. Yeah. But yeah, in this episode, I think, I mean, Abdul Aziz, he was also kind of an idiot. Sir Dennis was an idiot. Uh, pretty much all of them. Cause, uh, they just, um, so I guess, like I said, uh, if I watched it, like maybe another one more time, even I probably would be able to maybe appreciate even some of the racist jokes may have been, subversive in their own way yeah that i'm kind of being into too much of being bigoted and it might actually be and like like i said i think i think i would have respected it more if they actually had a real like arab person playing yeah aziz also if they kind of made i mean the the way that you the, the better way to present this story in a similar way would be to like maybe have aziz be you know completely real and authentic to someone like him from Saudi Arabia or something like that and mm-hmm. make him kind of like the one that is just being misunderstood no. by, by the British people um, and make the British people the stupid ones and that way you're not really, I don't know, I mean even though he was a prince, you're not really punching down on a, on a minority character right. in your show. Yeah. Right, because that was the other thing, too, is, like, they made this little comment in the beginning, now, when he's driving him to his house for the first time, I just remember now, and then, uh, he was talking about, like, well, you know, like, we're not living here intentionally, like, you know, we, we'd like, you know, love to live in, like, a bigger house, Yeah. and then he's like, well, where the, like, why don't you live in the bigger house, and he's like, oh, because they're all bought up by the Arabs, or then he caught himself, or yeah. whatever, all you know, stuff like, 
So that's like kind of that whole like conspiracy, like all oh, the Arabs own all the money, you know, or yeah. whatever. It would it, the- it it would have been better to like maybe punch up at the British government or the uh, you know talk about how the housing crisis is horrible or you know, something of that nature it- or or how you know the the pay gap in the country is is bad where CEOs are making a lot of money and right. someone like Terry isn't. But yeah, but even then. It's sad because this is 1985, right, when this mm-hmm. came out. Even then, you look at his house. His house is pretty big by normal standards today. So back then, yeah, I mean, it, that it, was a it, small it's, house. Like, it's, I mean, if, if that was considered a small house, that's like, you know, that, that's very much a middle class home. Um, you know, but nowadays, I mean, the, the, the house, the house, I, the house I grew up in is probably about the same size. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah I don't know. So either Terry's just an ungrateful little shit, or or he just doesn't know. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, but um, you want to talk about the end where where they end up destroying the the um hedge or the, the bush? Oh or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Basically, they come back from the from the uh from the club, and they're all drunk, and uh and um because now they're friends. Um, the prince says, "Hey, you know, your neighbor has a has 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 a uh." prettier yard than you or you know garden as they call them in uh in great britain they call yards oh, okay. gardens oh okay. uh, yeah that's why it's called yeah they they like your front gar- it'd be a front garden and not your front yard oh, and they okay. don't t- they don't tend to like do what we do like which is stupid and horrible for the environment where we have lawns that are just grass right that take away from the whole point of i don't know <laughs> and where we cut yeah where we cut them down to like you know a a half an inch or whatever, or a couple inches off the ground. It's just stupid. But, um, yeah, yeah. American lawns so much. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there was, I watched a video recently all about the whole, like, you know, lawn care industry and how yeah. much of a racket it is. So that's it's why, skip, that's, skip. that's why I'm kind of on that little kick. I'm like, this is stupid. But it's um, all, I, mean, I hate cutting grass for no fucking reason. It's so stupid. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, um, but, but, but there, but the, but the, um, the garden there, um, it's, uh, he's got, you know, he's got his like little peacock thing. And so he says, yeah, your, your neighbor's yard is, is prettier than yours. You can't have, he can't have a better looking, better looking, uh, garden than my, than my friend Terry. So he goes over and, and he, uh, finds the, the shears and he cuts down the, uh, the, um, supposed peacock, uh, you know, topiary that he has in his front yard. And, um, the, and then so the the neighbor comes out and he's like, which one of you is responsible for this? And Terry's about to step up and say that he is. But then the prince says, well, I am. And he says, so which ear do you want to hit me in? <laughs> and but then he doesn't hit him in the ear. He hits him like right in the eye and he, you know, gives him a black eye. So yep. um, then uh, the next morning, he's going to take him back to the airport. And uh, um, the prince bought bought um, him a, a an outfit to wear and it's like this whole like you know basically like an iron chic looking outfit again too so uh-huh. yeah that um terry has to wear to the airport and you know and that's all funny i guess <laughs> yeah he's got like a scimitar or a sword in it yeah belt or whatever which of course nowadays you couldn't bring it in airport yeah i'm period. like i don't think you could do that in 1985 oh, no, <laughs> no no probably not no <clears throat> yeah. yeah, no, no, in, 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 before 9 11, it was just a free for all. You could, yeah, you could walk in with an AK 47, just right yep. into the. Yes. Totally fine. Yep. <laughs> Have a bomb strapped to your chest and get right on a plane. You know, it, it was that's yeah, the way it totally. was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently. And actually, that's another thing, too. That was around the same time when um there was the like the Libyan um terrorist that bombed the was in east berlin or in berlin or something yeah i think so, so like even yeah. at that time that was like dressed up like that at the airport with a sore probably not the it's probably not uh, the best thing no <laughs> especially when you're looking kind of like a libyan and you're just like you know? except i don't know man it just <sighs> joe would not make it today you know? <laughs> like not even close <laughs> You know, it, it, speaking of like the, uh, you know, like airport and like the TSA thing, I was listening to this uh, podcast on, on, and there was this like uh, child star just talking about like advantages that celebrities would get and stuff that m- messed with, you know, kids' heads and stuff. Like where you basically are never told no when you got all this other stuff. And 
She, right. she, she was saying something like when, when, you know, when I, when I go up to TSA, they'd recognize me and just wave me right through. And that got me thinking right after she said that, I was like, how easy would it be to start a terrorist attack where you get like some kind of terrorist, they, 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 they like call up a big celebrity and you know, somehow get them involved in their terrors and their terrorism. Like, and, brainwash like, them and yeah. like, yeah, just like, you know, in the call. Yeah. And... It's, it's just like, oh, you know, hey, Mr. So-and-so, you can come right through. And then they just take over the plane and we got another 9-11 sort of thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, you know, it'd be interesting to like maybe write a movie sometime about a celebrity who uh, just got, you know, got onto a plane and took, took it hostage because, you know, TSA didn't get that would be a really good idea. It'd be kind of like, well, I mean, something similar happened, but not really. It's when they brainwashed that, um, what was, she was like the air, oh, the, like, the, the, like, um, Hearst. Yeah. But that was a little bit different because they knew she was part of it. This would be more of like a spy kind of, you know, ish or whatever. Yeah. Like <clears throat> maybe he was like forced to do it or they're going to kill his family. And then they, yeah. So like, that's yeah. like, you should maybe, maybe delete that part so no one, no one takes your idea. <laughs> yeah, don't don't take my idea, anybody. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or you heard it here first, so therefore that counts as like a copyright. Yes. <laughs> like Orban's copyright yeah. podcast copyright. I don't know. The, the but, show, uh, the, the the whole show is copyrighted by Cullen Park Productions. So yeah, please do not. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like when Trump said he could just like uh, like declassify documents by looking at them. Yes. You know. We're just deciding this is the copyrights of material. Yes, we are. So anyways, um, any other uh, thoughts here about this uh, episode? No, not really. I would just watch it myself, personally. Just give it a chance. You know, remember, this is a 38-year-old episode. So, you know, there's going to be some stuff in there that's probably not kosher, for lack of a better word. (laughs) (laughs) Kosher or uh, halal. Halal. Whatever. I don't know. Oh, well, that's the other, the other reminds me too. Like, that's talking about the mispronouncing foreign words. It's like they can't say, now he's going to say salam alakam, and then you're going to say walakam salam. No, it's salam alaikum yeah. and walakam salam. Yeah. And, I, I, I was wondering if that was mispronunciation or like just a British thing. I don't know. You know? So, well, yeah. probably. <laughs> but the other thing too, you know. I'm being a stickler here, obviously, for a British 38-year-old TV episode out of eight seasons of a show. Um, <laughs> the show has been around for about five, six years before that uh, already is that, you know, if we're going to go by the whole, oh, you know, he's super religious and, you know, you have to follow his customs, blah, blah, blah. Well, someone who would be as super conservative religious as as what they claimed as Prince Abdulaziz would be, uh, would know that a fundamentalist Muslim would not say assalamu alaikum to a non-Muslim. That's only a greeting you do to other Muslims. So unless Terry was a secret convert to Islam this entire time, which I highly doubt was the case, um, you would not say assalamu alaikum. He would use some other kind of greeting. So I'm just saying, get your facts right. What kind of, what kind of greeting would he use, just out of curiosity? Uh, I don't really know what the greeting would be. It would, I think it would just be, um, like kind of like hello or, or some kind of just, just, just like, just like a generic, um, yeah, it would just be like a hello. I don't, I don't know the exact, yeah. I just, I just know, you know, cause again, I used to be in like a Muslim student organization a long time ago when I was younger and, you know, there were some more conservative minded, you know, people in that group and some of them would literally tell me like, don't say assalamu alaikum to a non-Muslim, you know, because that's only a greeting to Muslims because I would just say that to anyone, apparently, because I thought it was just a cool thing to say, yeah, apparently. I, I've, <laughs> seen, I, I've known other Muslims who do that, though. They, they've said it to other people, so I don't know. Yeah, and what's what I'm saying, this is more of yeah. a more of a conservative, very fundamentalist-oriented. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, they were, they were saying that Prince Abdulaziz was one of these people, so he would be the kind of one who wouldn't say that, but, like, Obviously, we find out, well, you know, he's not apparently one of those kind of people because he likes to drink weird peach wine or whatever it was that they had fermenting in their house. What was the wine, by the way? What was the flavor? It was like some weird. I don't know. It's like, uh, it's like a homemade wine of some sort. I don't know. Because so, like they 
they both like gagged after they drank it. It was like this like kind of face they made. And yeah. then um and then like they apparently was really potent because they would like get like almost drunk immediately from it. So I don't know what kind of proof we're talking here, like eighty proof or some shit like that. Um I don't know anything about proof. I just know that bigger means better, I guess. I don't know. I'm not I'm not much of a drink. I've but... heard that the proof is in the pudding. I don't know yeah. if that means anything, well, but it could. I hope the proof's not in the British pudding because I don't like British pudding at all. I think it's disgusting. Yeah. But like, uh, <laughs> to me, pudding is pudding. Like, I don't like, you know, I mean, I guess it's just the language barrier. But, um, you know, when I think of pudding, I think of something you could stir, you know. You can't stir. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can. It would just turn into a mush. It would just be gross looking. Um, but uh, so the proof would be in, I guess you could tell me as a Put the proof in British pudding if you baked it alcohol. I, sorry, I'm getting too far. <laughs> you baked the alcohol in, and then it became part of the pudding. And then if you ate it, kind of like how like they have rum cake or like some kind of um, alcohol-based desserts, you know, maybe I get ahead of myself here. Or since we're talking about, quote, the Arabs, that was the other thing too. So she's like, oh, I have some leftover dates from last Christmas party or something like that. And so we can, you know, serve our guests dates for dinner because he's an Arab. So he just must eat dates for dinner. Um, dates are like highly sugar, practically candy. Um, now, I don't think. But, but, you know, those were not the kind of dates he was looking for. No, he was looking for a very different kind of date. Um, very much so. <laughs> and um, I mean, he might want them for dinner, but it would be a different kind of, you know, um, you know, different kind of euphemism going on there. But um <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, you know, maybe I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but but overall, good show, good episode, fun time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd watch it. Just keep in mind, there's a lot of it's, 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 a, it's a very bigoted episode. That's all I'll say. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but it was the, it was it was funny. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. very British. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe. I mean, if any of our if any of our listeners are British or have watched you know Terry and June in the past, and there's another episode you would recommend for us to watch, let us know, and maybe we'll cover it for a future episode. Um, or even even if not, just let us know your history with the show. If you if you know if yeah. it's like if because we're not from from the UK, so we don't know is is this thing like you know, like a huge hit over there because it lasted a long time. Are, are, um, are Terry and June like really big stars there? I mean, I know like Terry's no longer with us, I believe, but still, you know yeah. I mean? Like, are they still, are, are they considered to be like the, like some preeminent comedians of, of Great Britain? I mean, I don't know. I know the show lasted a long time. I just don't know how big of yeah. stars they were. I'm just curious about that. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, just let us know. Um, also another thing you can let us know is, um, how you like our Patreon. You can go check it out. <laughs> and if you like it, you can donate some money to us. You can donate some money or some dates, but not, not the, not the, not the partners or the fruit, but may rather dates as in like dates of the year. Like you just donate like a, like a day of the year to us, I guess. And then, um, yeah, well, and then, we'll, 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 we'll have an official all too real today, you know, like, you know, if you yeah, no want to donate a day to us in your city um yeah like exactly give, give us the key to the city maybe we'll, that would be um, good publicity for us we can dedicate a whole day to us yeah our show. We'll, we'll, we'll come to your town and do a live episode or something yeah 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 i mean you don't have to pay us to do it you know but like yeah traveling expenses and whatnot and you mm-hmm. know stuff like that lodging you know hey maybe you can help us maybe maybe like a like an arab prince who lives here then like they that person can then host us you know what I mean? Yeah, and so like or if you want or if you wanna want us to go to um the setting of uh Terry and June and which was uh where's the setting here? It's uh Terry and June takes place in I was gonna say Covington, I don't know. <laughs> Making sense of it. <laughs> Oh, no. uh, I had it like a minute ago and I lost it. So now I'm like <laughs> Castleberry or so I don't know what I was trying to think of. British town, Britain. No, pure, purely Surrey. There we go. Yeah. So, so um, if, if you wanna um, if, if you want us to come to purely Surrey, um yeah, we would we would be more than happy to go there and talk about an episode of uh Terry and June. Yeah, Terry and June, preferably at the house that they filmed the show in. If they filmed it there, they might have filmed it. Well, if they filmed it there. Or, or the house across the street. 
that was the house is but it actually is a borough of london so purely sir it is yeah so yeah so it's near london Surrey. so yeah is that kind of near the isle of Wight? because that's where david ike lives and i kind of want to cross the ferry to then to then interview him as well pretend to be a reptilian like dressed up as like a lizard person and then like interview him you know, you know what I I I, ju- I just imagined. You know those big blow up uh, dinosaur costumes. Yeah, yeah. Just you walking over to Dave, David Ike's house wearing one of those. He'll probably shoot me. No, I don't think he is. <laughs> he'd probably. But see, what I would do is I would say that I'm like one of the good reptilians. Like I'm I'm like I'm on the human side, and, and then I'm here to like basically like give him information about like what the other reptilians are doing. Like like the higher ups. Like hey. It's, their next plan is to to pretend to be Terry and June or whatever, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. And then something yes. like that. He'd be like, "Well, yeah, that makes sense." Like, "Yeah, I know." By the way, can I live here with you? You know, or something like that. I don't know. And then, um, yeah, I, I, I help next book. You know, David Ike, Guide to Reptilian Human Unity, and uh, this that's got to be the next bet for him because he's already gone through so many things now. The only next thing forward for him is to be like, all right, now is the time for reptilians and humans to band together to defeat the bad reptilians. And then uh, I think he'd go for it, really. If I gave him a good sales pitch, I think he'd be like, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Because he does believe some of the reptilians are good. He's mentioned it throughout his books. He doesn't doesn't dedicate a whole lot, but he does pepper throughout like, oh, there's actually some reptilians that are actually on our side and are against the the you know, the main like the higher the main hierarchy of the reptilians who also almost always have Jewish names. That's just a coincidence. So not the not, not not to rain on your parade here or anything. Sure. Um, this 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 plan kind of scares me. Why why is that? I'm just afraid of all of the sesame falling off your bun. Yeah. See, I don't want to lose my sesame like my marbles. Right. You know, yeah. I gotta I got I gotta yeah I gotta. Uh, you know you don't you don't want to be a, a fry short of a happy meal. You know, exactly. I don't want to play the part so much that I become the part. You got to keep that head out straight. You got to keep the reptile head out straight, you know, or the, ses- or the seed on yeah. top of the button, you know. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. the problem when you infiltrate or become a spy. You you need to make sure you know who you are because you might end up losing your part in the role. Because next thing I know, I'll just be a guy in a reptile costume all day long hanging outside David Ike's house, never able to take off, can't shower, can't eat. You know, they can't go on for too long, you know. So, you know, we all, we all have our things. Um, Mm-hmm. I mean, I, sorry, I got off a weird right here. But I mean, I mean, mine is trying to super, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, like, uh, like, you know, I don't know, try to like overcome the whole TSA, um, yes, rules and uh, and become a celebrity. That's my whole rule. I I want to become a celebrity so they can just I don't have to wait in line at the TSA. I don't want to do anything. I just don't want to have to wait in line. You want to wait in line, yeah. but also same time you got to make sure that you don't get recruited by a terrorist group with trying to them. Yeah, use you to go into the plane. But if it means, if, but if it means like I can skip lines at amusement parks and uh, the TSA sure. or stuff like that, and maybe you know get into fancy restaurants really fast or something. That yeah, why not? You know, and when I'm talking fancy restaurants, I'm meaning like Arby's or something. Oh yeah, Arby's. You know, you know, we're not talking like McDonald's to talk about here. We're talking Arby's. You know, <laughs> upper tier. You know, I, 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 I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm talking like you know maybe like they'll, they'll have a table waiting for me at Panera Bread oh. or something. You know, that's what I'm going for. Like you said, the Arby's because the Arby's has got that one that one place where you actually walk up the steps to sit in the booth. Oh, yeah. You're like, like in the old in the, in the older ones, yeah. Or it depends on which Arby's you go to. The ones in my town don't what? have don't have those, unfortunately. Oh, really? Because my, yeah. my the one to me actually has the one where you can actually walk up. You're like looking towering down upon like the lesser beings. Oh, yeah. Like no, like, you're only like maybe like four feet taller. Oh, like, like, like like the one that we would sometimes once in a great while hang out with, hang out over when we were in college together. Yeah, yeah, that's that the one. fun. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yep. Oh, good old Arby's. They've got times. Like they've the, got the meats, the, you know. They got the meats, and the meats don't don't last very long in your body, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they exit pretty soon because of whatever is in those meats. And um, and again, if, Ar- if Arby's would like to sponsor our show, they can yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> just make fun of them for causing diarrhea. Yeah. I mean, if you'd like to sponsor the show, you know, Sesame will stop talking about diarrhea. Yeah, maybe. Or um, they'll maybe just no. talk about it about like you know, just talk about no. like Taco Bell diarrhea instead. Anyways, like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not like James Rolfe from the Angry Video Game Nerd constantly yeah. talk about poop. I'm not that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, folks, we're running late here on this episode. Yeah. So, 
Make sure you uh, check out all of our social media, um, our our X, our uh, yeah, <laughs> formerly known as Twitter, and our uh, our threads and our TikTok and our Facebook and our and our um, T Public where you can buy stuff. Our uh, our Zimzams. You know, if you can figure out what that is, go check it Zim-Zam? out. Zimzam. That's a new, that's a new website. You should come up with a new a new social media app called Zimzam. Yeah, Zimzam. Uh, and when you when you it's, post something, it's called a Zim. Yeah, it's called a Zim, and it's just like TikTok. Instead of being short videos, every video has to be an hour and a half. Yeah, it has to be by minimum. <laughs> that can mean too, just replaying the same video on a loop for an hour yes. and a half. <laughs> and, that counts. And there and there's no ability to skip them. Nope. You uh, have to sit uh, through an hour and a half before you get to the next hour and a half video. You're not allowed to even click it off to go on a new video. You're just stuck there for an hour and a half. Yes. So, yeah, it's it's like it's like um, choose your video wisely. It makes you really think, do I want to watch this video? Because if I do, I'm stuck here for at least 90 minutes. So. Yeah, and you can't leave where you're sitting. So like, if you have a doctor's, nope. doctor's appointment or something, you're, yeah. you're out of luck, man. The but... app literally is now connected to your brain. It will force you to stay put. You can't move. So This is going to catch you on, man, at a well. Yeah. So, but anyway, <laughs> but any, anyway, just remember, folks, that Terry and June love you, mm-hmm. and so do I and Sesame, mm-hmm. or Sesame and I, yeah. whichever is the proper English yep. or, or British. Wait, what? Or British. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, until next time. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real Two Podcast, a Cullen Park production, produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Hawes. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.